Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah, man. Got a radio show. Do you understand that? I'm telling you, God been big in my life. God, God is a gentleman. You know, I, I want to I wanna point that out to you. God is an absolute gentleman. He will not come in unless he's invited. He don't just barge into your life. He gives us the power of choice. You know, if you say you got it, I don't need you, he lets you have it. If you say, I need you, come see about me, he right there. It's just a real simple thing, man. So I always say to people this, if you've gotten yourself into something, and please know I have, I, I, man, See, that, that's why I'm so adamant about it. Because I've gotten myself in some circumstances and positions in my life. Boy, I've, been a, I've, been a, I've had some low moments, man. I've had some moments where I did not know what to do. I didn't know what was next. I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't have no more ideas. I was stuck. I thought a couple of times, well, might not make it past this one. But then if I don't make it past it, what's going to happen? And then I held on to this little thing that my mother kept talking to me about. She said, sometimes, son, when you ain't, ain't got nothing else in you, just hope. She said, just hope it'll be all right. You know, and what I've learned in my life is that hope is the beginning of faith. Hope is just 
Is there a possibility out there for me? I sure hope something happened. See, uh, hope, hope is okay, man. Because like I say, for me, the way I've lived my life, hope was the beginning of faith. It was just the idea. It's just the thought that something could change for me, that something could be a little bit different for me, that maybe, man, just maybe for some reason I could be saved, I could be rescued, things could turn around, it could head in the other direction, maybe I could quit messing up, maybe somebody will forgive me, maybe somebody will just say, all right, I don't know. I can't count the times I've been in that position. But then once I hope a little bit, and then I remember also my mother because she was a Sunday school teacher. She taught me the most valuable lesson I've ever learned in my life. Nothing has been greater in my life than my faith. She taught me to pray. Mama used to say, when it get real dark for you, son, prayer changes things. She said, when you seem like you lost and you can't find your way, stop and pray. She said, because prayer changes things. You know, when you get a point in your life when you've done all you can do and you can't do no more and you just don't know what to do next, she said, stop, son, pray. And combine that prayer with that hope that you got. She said, because that hope is the beginning of faith. She said, if you pray just hoping, She's saying if God come through for you, that'll give you confidence that he can do it again. And then after a while, you quit hoping. She's saying you start believing. She's saying that's when you're on to something. If you can turn that hope into belief, that hope into faith, that's, that, that's the, the ability to believe in something that you can't see. But the key, though, to faith is you're believing in something that you can't see. See, hoping a little bit different for me. Now, I'm pretty sure, like I say oftentimes, I tell a lot of people who can explain this thing a lot better than I can to you. Hope is just kind of, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, but I'm just telling you, hope is, you, you just hoping it work out right. You just have a thought in your mind that, you know, man, wherever you are, wh- whoever you are, whatever you are to me, God, I sure hope something change. Hope helps, man. If you ain't strong enough to have faith, have hope. Hope. And then if you pray with some hope and God answers your prayer, then that hope gains a little confidence. And after a while, that confidence becomes faith. Now it ain't just hoping, but I'm believing. I'm believing in something that I cannot see. Faith has been the key to my entire existence. Even when I didn't have any. It was faith as I look back on it that has gotten me here. And not just faith, but my faith. See, you will only get to where you're going in your life based on your faith. See, a lot of people get the word faith confused. Like, what's your faith? 
and then they start going down this whole list of all these different religions out here. But really, in essence, man, when I talk to people about faith, I'm talking to you about your, your belief. How much do you believe in the unseen? See, faith is the core of all that is happening to me today. It is the faith that I have in my relationship with God that enables me to just oftentimes, if I stay on the right course and believe a certain way and act a certain way, his blessings just pour. They just come. And it comes in a lot of little ways, too, I've started to notice. See, it ain't just, a lot of people think blessings is money. No, man, that ain't it. It's coverage. It's every time my plane lands safe. It's every time they predict bad weather and I get up in the sky and it don't be no bad weather. You know, this, this is favor. These are blessings that get poured out to me. Somebody call me and offer me something. Not money, but an opportunity. See, blessings come a lot of ways. But once you tie in to God, once you tie in and you start doing the best you can do and you start asking for him to make you a better person, to help shape and mold you into the kind of man or person that he wants you to be, you'd be amazed what God can do with you, man, if you just invite him in and allow him to be a part of your life. I mean, what you got to lose out there? Come on. Why, why would you not change? Why would you not allow God to be a part of your life? God got some big plans for you. If he didn't, you wouldn't keep waking up. All right. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. One, two, three, four. Once there was a boy and girl. The boy said, I love you so. The girl said, i never leave you. They grew older and left each other. Cause that's the way love goes. Baby, that's the way love goes. That was my damn jam. Jack and That Gia. was my group. What? Hell yeah. Who? Jack and Jill. <laughs> As a singing group? I don't, I don't know. That's, that's the how they wrote that, right? Hey, man, listen to this. Listen to this. When you hear me do a song in the morning, wait till Shirley and Carla say something before you open your mouth. That's not okay? what it is, though, That's not that? That's not but true. just like I just told you, just wait till Shirley and Carla say something before you open your young ass Jodeci feel mouth. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Nothing. It's, it's the spinners. Junior. The spinners. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I learned you know who the, Do you know who the spinners are? I know who the spinners is. Who was the lead singer for the spinners? The dude with the mustache. <laughs> if Tommy know this one right here, what I'll you be Tommy, if you know this one right here, I'll be stunned. Lead singer for the spinners without without Googling. Without yeah, that's no, the way no, that phone to come up. <laughs> see, <laughs> no. see, so I'm right. I'm then. not looking at. I'm not trying to Google. You right now? Know. What, Junior? I'm right. The dude with the mustache. He had a mustache. <laughs> no, who everybody in the seventies had a mustache. <laughs> well, David, I'm right. <laughs> Technically. Good morning, Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve Harvey. Carla Pharrell. 
You went back with the spinners, baby. Good morning. Uh, Jodeci. Yeah, um, I love you, man. Thank you for teaching. You teach early. Humpty dance. Stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to. Do I know my morning show? Yes, you do. I know who they are. I know what they like. I know, baby. I know they know. You know us. So who was the lead, though, to the spin? Felipe Wynn. Felipe Wynn. Yeah. You didn't Felipe. hear me. I was whispering on the mic. Felipe. I, I thought oh, you could read my lips. Y'all didn't hear me? Uh-uh. Shirley, you thought they could read your lips. Your lips are not readable. Oh, really? Incredible. Okay. Hey, that one. Not hey, Shirley, Tommy. hey, Shirley, that one right there made me go. Mm, mm. I know. You're not readable. Okay. Hey, man, let me tell you something. You stunned me with a dumb word. <laughs> you you said something, boy. Because normally I can relate to all wrong words. Normally, yes. Yeah, and I'll Just be with readable. it. Your lips ain't readable. All right. That's a I word, mean, though, a... right? Is that a word officially? Readable? I would. I would go with. Readable. I would go with readable. readable. I would go with readable. Yeah. But readable. Readable just so fly though, ain't it? I like. Yeah, it's that. just better to say. <laughs> lips ain't readable. Cause, cause, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. That's our can, can I ask you something real quick? <laughs> uh, what? what does it mean when people say, "Let me be frank with you"? Like, who is frank? What do? What does that mean? Just be honest, like uh, keep yes. it 100. Like, let me just, like, like yes. let me be Steve with you. It shouldn't no, be no, that. You can't let me be Steve with him. Skip to the chase. Skip to the Tell you how I really feel. Let me just yeah. be frank. Yeah. All right, listen. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we got asked the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one is from May in Tulsa. May says, I'm in my mid-50s and I'm married to a man that loves to fish. Last weekend, he said he was out at the lake from sunup to sundown with my younger brother, but he didn't come home with any fish, nor did he look like he'd been fishing. I called my brother and he said that he went fishing, but he hadn't seen my husband. When he figured out I had caught my husband in a lie, he said not to involve him in any type of drama. It seems like he's siding with my husband to me. Why would my brother do that? No, CLO? he's not siding with your brother. Why, why how is he siding with your brother? He didn't lie to you. You asked him, did he go fishing? He told you, yeah. But he said he ain't seen your husband. Then he told you, hey, don't involve me in none of your drama. See, your deal ain't with your brother. Your deal is with your husband. Your husband told you he went fishing with your brother. You called your brother. Your brother ain't know nothing about it. See, your dumbass husband should have called your brother and said, Look, man, if 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 uh Glenda called you and asked you, was I fishing with you? But here's the problem. You can't call a woman's brother and include her in your mess against right. her. You can't. You can't. See, family y'all have to up. be boys to do that. You can't be family. You can't call me and tell me you finna mess over my sister and, and get me to go along with that. Right. So your dumbass husband used the wrong... He should have used any one of his friends. Yes, yeah. Tom. But you're going... If you... Listen, dumb man that did this. First of all, buy some fish on the way back and then rub that fish all over your clothes yes. and your face so you can smell like some damn fish, man. Yeah. What are you doing? No. I'd rather you lie to me. <laughs> okay, thanks. 
But see, <laughs> Elmo, like that's, fish. that's the lesson you teaching the husband how to lie. But see, uh, what I'm telling the woman is, first of all, right. the woman problem is not with her brother. He's not right. siding with her husband. He told you the truth. I went fishing, but I ain't seen your husband. But don't right. include me in your mess, because he don't want to be in there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Right. Now, if, he call, if you call him out on that, and then your husband try to call him to go, damn, man, why ain't you cover for me? Now, he got to snap off on your husband. Because yeah. you out here messing around on my sister and you trying right. to include me in a lie. That's all right. facts. CLO, that is yeah. why you're the CLO. So, you know, CLO, no, all It's facts. just messy for the wrong reason. All right. Yeah. Moving on, Jeremy in St. Louis says, <laughs> I'm a 37-year-old man and I'm dating a 39-year-old woman that lives with her parents. She's got a great job and two cars and she's content living with them and sharing the bills with them. Her father washes her clothes and her mother is her cook and her housekeeper. We've been together two years, and she's pressing me to get married. She's never cooked for me, and I've never seen her perform any household duties. Would I be crazy to jump right into marriage without living with her first? No, do not live with her, but don't marry her until you have had a weeks of cooked meals in your presence. And you need to find out if she's going to be, look, man, it's not a requirement that a woman is a housekeeper or a cook. That's not a requirement. But it's important to me that you know how to cook because there's something that we have to do. We do have to eat. Now, if you can't cook, I need to know this off the top. I don't care if you can't clean. But what you can't do, look, Shirley, stop. (laughs) But see, here's what you can't do. You cannot be clean. Now, that we not finna do. That's a deal. Boy, boy. No. You ain't that fine, Steve. Oh, <laughs> no, ma'am. I I don't care how fine you are. Yeah. If you're not clean, that's a deal breaker. Yeah. Soon um, as I see it. I'm telling you, man. I worked at Ford Motor Company. I dated a girl on the assembly line. Lord have mercy, this girl was fine. Everybody mm-hmm. on the assembly line was trying to hear that. But I had a sense of humor, so I won. I wasn't a handsome dude, best, best built. But I had them damn jokes, though. This long before I got in the company. My sense of humor won over. Man, I went to her house. What happened? I, cu- I couldn't believe it. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Because, you know, we worked from 4 to midnight. What was wrong? What was wrong? Yes. I, I c- Man, and she had a baby. The high chair had food on it from I don't know when. The baby wasn't there. This house was destroyed. So she was fine, so I let it go. Two days later, I'm over there again. The house two days later was worse. So about four <laughs> days later, I was over there. This after the weekend the past. Now, now we off. Yeah. I'm over there on a Monday, and the house is even more destroyed. So I said, I said, hey, let me ask you something. What's wrong? Is 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 you sick? What's what's? Do somebody else stay here? Now I stay by myself. I said, babe, why your house look like this? You, oh, oh! You complaining about my house? And I was young yeah. back then, so I went, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said, "Well, if you don't like my house, you ain't got to come by here no more." Oh, okay. Did her? Did her? Did she smell her body too, though? No, 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 no. no. She, she was said clean. She was fine. She was clean, fine frog hair. So, quite naturally, to solve this problem, I was thinking hotel room. That's why I really. <laughs> 
Oh, you didn't break up that's, with her. That's kind of loose. Not, yeah, <laughs> not right clear. away. We had, we needed to get some some things happening. <laughs> uh, All right. It, it was worth every dollar. Never was that so stupid. <laughs> house again. I wasn't. You, you wasn't. That house wasn't that damn man. I can't work this a couple things. Yeah, I, I think cleanliness is definitely a deal breaker for sure on both sides. Okay, um, I don't think we have time to get through this okay. next one, Steve. Yeah, well, can but I ask the a bottom line is go ahead. Yeah, question. Uh, I'm I really am stumped here. What is fine as frog hair? What, what have you what? ever seen frog hair? Uh uh-uh. uh, you know why? Because it's real little and thin. Oh, oh, okay. I thought so I was like, fine. You can't got it. See okay, it. I got it. Cause I was thinking, I ain't seen a frog that was ever fine. I have not seen one. <laughs> okay, we gotta go. Ooh, Coming up next what week. I said. <laughs> the nephew would run that prank back right after this. He, he looking for a fine frog? Yes. <laughs> ribbit, ribbit. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with today's national news. And in entertainment news, 85 South killed it again, hosting the BET Hip Hop Awards last night. Plus, in other entertainment news, stars, it seems, are just like us. Uh, Billionaire Kanye flies coach. We'll talk Mm. about that. Plus, in other news, Nick Cannon could take over Wendy Williams' time slot with his new talk show. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew is here with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Nev? Uh, bottom of the pyramid. Yes. Are you uh, cheerleading moms out there, cheerleading dads? Yes. You know what I'm talking about. This is the bottom of the pyramid. Let's go, cat dog. <laughs> Hello? 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 Yeah, can you hear me? I'm trying to reach uh, Angela. Angela. Hang on just a second. Let me turn it down. Okay, hi. Who are you trying to reach? I'm trying to reach Angela. Is this Angela? Oh, yeah, this is she. Hi, Angela. This is Chip. Chip. I'm the uh, new camp director for the cheerleading camp for the summer. Oh, hi, Chip. What can I do for you? Just wanted to give you a courtesy call. Your daughter, you got her signed up for four weeks uh, with the camp, uh, right? Yep, for June. Okay. Yep. This is you guys' third year being a part of the camp? Yep, and she's really excited. She loves coming to the camp, and we think it's a great thing for her to be involved in. What's up? Okay, you guys just finished the whole cheerleading season, too. Am I right? The competition season? Yes, just coming oh. off of that. Right, right. Okay, well, we're getting ready for the summer, and everybody's excited about coming out and being a part of what's going on. So here's what I wanted to give you a a little bit. Like I said, I'm the new camp director. I was uh, just starting uh, this job. I got a few notes that that were given to me about, about so I wanted to give you a call and see if I could talk to you about it. A few notes given to you about Yeah, just a couple notes. I don't think it's anything that we can't make sure is okay. What kind of notes? Well, it's been brought to my attention that some of the parents whose daughters are out there as well, they're going to be there this summer, are a little concerned uh-huh. about her being uh, on top of the pyramid, that she's uh, is, is, is a little heavy. Should she? Uh, what? Wait, what wait, 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 ho, ho, ho. You calling me about some, some other parents and saying about how big my child is or how much my child weighs? 
Is that what well, you're calling what, me about? What, what I wanted to let you know is, is we're going to put as a, a base. Oh, we're no, put her as a, as a, as a, oh, no, you ain't going to put no base. I done already paid my money. And what you say your name is, Chip? And um, how long have you been the director? Because I was just up there two weeks ago. And they told me that she was going to be in the same position that she was last year because that is what worked. That's the formation that works. So I don't even know what well, you're talking well, about. Well, supposedly the, some of the girls are complaining that she's too heavy to hold up. So that, that seems to be the problem in there. They're not getting a strong enough pyramid. And I'm going to Now, take wait a minute. I, wait a, wait a, a minute. I know well she ain't the biggest one out there. Have you been out there? My child is not the biggest child out there. When did I you start? I, because obviously like you have I, not seen these children. It is some baby sumos out there. Okay, hang on a second. Angela, I want you to calm down a bit. No, I ain't nobody going to calm down because I didn't already pay my money. And this that I be talking about. What parents? What parents and said something? Is it uh? Is it Carrie? Ma'am, I'm not. I'm not going to state who it is, but let's just say it was several. Who several are parents. these parents that's got something to say about my child and her position on the cheerleading squad? Because if you ain't finna fuck up no names, then I don't understand what you calling me about. I tell you one thing: when she get out there, I done paid my money. She better not be on no. Face, she better be in the air. I guarantee you that right now. I'd have been hanging okay. with these well, listen, all season, and Angela, ain't nobody Angela. said nothing to me about and her weight and all this. Okay, Angela, can you hear me? I just wanted you to hear me clearly. What I haven't you? seen these young ladies yet. Once I see them, I will critique what oh, I think. Well, then you they... don't even need to be calling me because you ain't even seen nothing. So you calling me with some he said she's from some other parents that's been skinny and grinning in my face, and they now one of these. Said nothing to me. They done been in my house. We didn't have parties over here for this competition every weekend, every other day, and they couldn't say nothing to me about my baby. I tell you what, why don't you call your girls on the three way, Mr. Chip? If you can't call them on the three way, never mind, I got them numbers. I call them on the three way. Okay, okay, okay. Ma'am, all I wanted to do was make you aware of the possibility that she may be a black Well, thank you. You have made me aware, and I guarantee you that if I bring my big yellow up there and come to the practice. I guarantee you she won't be no base. How much you want to bet on that, Mr. Chip? Look, you're going to quit hollering at me. Now, I told you I would try to take a look at these girls, but I tell you what, your daughter's going to be a base or she's going to be a back support, whichever I decide she's going to do. Who in the f*** do you think you hollering at, Mr. Chip? You are, that's you not how this going to go down. No, you that's raise... not how this going to go down. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Mr. Chip, are you at the registration table today? I'm, I'm, I'm here now while people are registering. Yes, I am. Let me turn this around. I tell you what, I'm on my way up there. Why don't you and them parents that's been complaining, why don't all y'all come to the table and we don't have to come to Jesus meeting about where going to be for this coming up season? Because I'm not going to tolerate this. I done told you, I done paid my money, and this high is going down. Has gained weight. What, what is it to you whether gained weight or not? What does that have to do with her cheerleading? Do you agree that probably bigger than most of the girls on the team? Not bigger than most of the girls on the team. Uh, Monique's daughter is bigger than and she wasn't no base last year. They hyped up up, so she gonna get up too. We all just gonna be big and plump up in the air. I done turned around and I'm here to see your little station table. Okay, so you better be ready. You better be ready. Before you get here, there's something else I need to tell you. You ain't gotta tell me a thing. All you gotta do is have you and the parents around that table when I get there because I'm on my way up there right now. Then y'all can say all y'all gotta say in my okay, face. Okay, well, I oh, wanna, before you get, before you get here, I just wanna let you know. Oh, that man, what? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Who this is on this phone? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What did you just say? 
This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Oh, <laughs> I'll be God. <laughs> oh Lord, who was your Rochelle? There's another parent named Rochelle. She told me y'all are good friends out there. Oh, okay. she got. Oh, so she want to prank call, huh? All right, we gonna see. The season start. My hotter daughter uniform. She ain't gonna be able to perform. A fat will be looking for hers. How about that? Since y'all want to prank call me? Oh man, hey, let me ask you something, baby. What is the baddest? Ooh. And I mean, the baddest radio show in the land. <laughs> None other than the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> you know who belong on the bottom. You, do, you know who you are. Shout out to Angela you know on the prank. <laughs> Love her. Everybody knows who's at the bottom of the pyramid. You understand. Uh-huh. Yes, your, yes, your child cannot be on the top. It's understood. Huh, almost sold out, ladies and gentlemen. Detroit, Michigan. Sweetest Day Comedy Takeover. Dominique on the show. Rodney Perry, Tommy Davidson, Guy Tory, and hosted by yours truly, nephew Tommy. Got a few tickets left, but they almost gone. Saturday, October 16th at the Music Hall, Detroit, Michigan. Get get the last little bit this left, but there's a few up left. Come out and watch five different fools go straight crazy. All right? Tickets on sale right now. Yeah. Right. All right. All right, nephew. All right. All right. Do your thing. Do your thing. All right. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment and national news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In today's entertainment news, we got to give a shout out to our friends, 85 South, DC Young Fly, Carlos Miller, and Chico Bean. They're so funny. They killed it hosting last night's BET Hip Hop Awards. Uh, congratulations to Nelly as well, Steve, on receiving the I Am Hip Hop Award. Uh, and congratulations to all the winners and all the nominees. Um, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, Lil Baby, Nas, Drake, everybody. Just a, It was a fun show, fun night. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, shout out to... Uh, Big Daddy Kane did the tribute to Biz Marquee, the late Biz Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hip Hop Awards, okay. Nelly Legend, mm-hmm. the Cyphers, all that. I love 85 South. They are off the chain. South, boy. <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good. Mm-hmm. Hip Hop Awards, mm-hmm. yep. All right, in other entertainment news, seems like stars are just like us now. Listen to this. Over the weekend... Kanye West, who is a billionaire now, uh, jetted out of Los Angeles International Airport, LAX, on a commercial Delta flight. He took the last remaining seat, Steve, in coach, back by the toilets, okay? Not the laboratory. Yes, back <laughs> all the way back there. That don't recline. <laughs> the last row. All Oops. the way back there. So, Steve, you're a star. You're just like us, all right? See? <laughs> Sometimes, coach, you have to do it, Steve. When you absolutely have to be there. I ain't got no problem with that, but, you, you know, there's a lot of things, a lot of things going uh-huh. have to go really. I, I don't know why Kanye did it. Maybe he, I mean, he just had to be there. Yeah. And that he was, was going, and that option. was the only way. Mm-hmm. But for you? I mean, you know, I mean, I do it if I have to. If you have to. But yeah. if I have to, it's, somebody's not working anymore. On your staff. <laughs> Let's be clear. Somebody so stars me. are just like us. They Somebody, fire folks. Somebody gonna be looking for a position. <laughs> you know, what the hell you did? 
don't know how you ain't. Look, man, unless it's an emergency. But this, this, this and you can't, no. no. You're like, the last robot of laughing. <laughs> your knees and your chest. like that humbles you for sure. Yeah, for does. real. But he was taking selfies, they said, and everything. Hell yeah, he got to. No, you go back there. And talking about I ain't taking no pictures. No, you finna be in the picture part. Coach, don't. Uh-uh. It's a different, very different you better be on the element. Field. <laughs> you better be on the field, huh? Raw. But Junior, they talking about Steve. Take a Hey, man, let me tell you something. I've sat in the lobby a lot of commercial flights. Mm-hmm. And listen to me, man. You have to be, you just have to be it. And me and my wife used to talk about it all the time. Steve, once you are in public, if you don't want to be a public figure, let's go home. But once you are out here in the public, and you are a public figure, hmm. then brother, it's time to be a public figure. Part of These the people love you. Your fans, yeah. Yeah. and they ain't gonna never see you again. So, so, so get to grinning. That's Marjorie's <laughs> favorite word. Get to grinning. Let's, let's go back to the line, though. How you gonna handle that line going to the bathroom that's passing by you? That whole line that's going down, down the aisle. For the selfie. Tommy, I've had people come to first class, wake me up, and take me. <laughs> touching me on my shit. Steve, this yeah. has got to get this picture. Dog, need this picture. Click. Thank dog. <laughs> well, I guess that's better than letting you sleep through it. All right. Uh... Okay, Steve, we got to move on to uh, Miss Ann in today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Let's go. A former Facebook employee testified on Capitol Hill yesterday. Whistleblower Frances Haugen released thousands of pages of inter- internal Facebook research, basically, that she says made the social media site aware that it was prioritizing misinformation, damaging to democracy, as well as content known to be harmful to younger users. And Haugen says it was all for the money. The company's leadership knows how to make Facebook and Instagram safer but won't make the necessary changes because they have put their astronomical profits before people. Congressional action is needed. Well, Haugen's urging lawmakers to come up with regulations that'll change the rules for Facebook, and she's adding that the buck stops with Mark Zuckerberg. Facebook officials insist, though, that they put users over profits. The deputy attorney general says that the Justice Department's reviewing the FBI's handling of the disgraced former gymnastics doctor Larry Nassar. And this is not about Dr. Nassar. This is about the FBI. The DOJ came under a ton of criticism for mishandling the case years ago. Justice Department officials say the new head of DOJ's criminal division, though, is reviewing the decision to decline to prosecute uh, the two FBI agents who allegedly lied to watchdogs about Nassar's sexual abuse of the gymnast. Larry Nassar, of course, serving decades in prison for sexual assault and child porn convictions. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warning that the GOP's political gamesmanship and refusing to join the Democrats in raising the nation's credit limit risk a full-blown economic recession. Yellen tells CNBC that the government runs out of money to pay its old debts on October 18th. U.S. Treasury securities have long been viewed as the safest asset on the planet that partly accounts for the reserve status of the dollar and placing that in question by failing to pay any of our bills that come due would really be a catastrophic outcome. And these are old bills. These are not new Biden bills. Yellen says that a credit default could write off disrupt Social Security payments to some 50 million Americans, among other things. 
Oh, here's something. Uh, Foreign President Trump is most certainly not happy about this. Apparently, Forbes magazine has announced that the Donald has been knocked off the list of the 400 richest Americans for the first time in 25 years. The editors at Forbes say uh, Trump's been sliding down on that richest list for over the last five years. And finally... Yeah, the late, great Aretha Franklin continues to get respect. A post office has now been named in her honor in her hometown, Detroit. The Queen of Soul died in 2018 at age 76. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In a survey commissioned by the Journal of Sex, researchers discovered that for many couples, the higher the fear of catching COVID-19 actually made things hotter in the bedroom. Hmm. The study authors say uh, stress-provoking situations such as the fear of contracting COVID can sometimes make people face their own mortality, thus heightening sexual desire. See there? Get it? So you're scared you're going to die, so you get hot. Uh, So here's a question for the guys. Has Has your sex life gotten better in the last year? And what would your significant other, your wife or your girlfriend, what would she say? Does she want more or less sex? I don't know if I want to ask her. Hmm. You know, the hell with you. Ain't finna get no answer from me. I'm not finna ask her. Why? I'm not finna have my personal life. Out why? Why we don't never ask y'all no damn question? Well, y'all, y'all don't. Y'all, y'all, y'all just throw them all. Because you guys are the comedians on the show. Yeah, well, this ain't funny. But, hey, I just want to say funny. I don't even know why. I mean, I, I, I'm offended you myself. Sure. What? I'm offended. You're offended? Yeah, because, you know, I live by myself. So how the hell is it getting better? <laughs> I think you're picking on me is what I think. <laughs> now, now we singling you out. You. <laughs> yeah. Damn, is it getting better? Like you what? So, so no comment on this question, guys? You, you have no answer? My wife. How does y'all say it's like a sex life with my wife the script on, on the radio? <laughs> you got to be out your damn mind. The desire. The desire. <laughs> We're not asking for details. You must think details. I'm somebody else. Who you think? You think I'm one of them kids or something? You think I'm We're in hip hop or something? For- we're not asking for details. Oh, no. I see what's happening. Oh, you think this is Love Hip Hop Atlanta? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> you said reality radio. I don't like none of he that. He created that term. Right. Yeah. Reality yeah. radio. He ain't finna ask me about me, me and my wife's sex life. What? Tommy is quiet on this one. Man, Tommy ain't no fan. Well, I got ready to say it. What? I got ready to say Tommy ain't no fool, but then I thought about it. He is. <laughs> I ain't that kind of fool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nope, y'all get nothing out of Tommy. Nope. Today. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> you got a minute. Got another question? Promise. What about what? you guys? How was y'all? What about the medical Excuse survey? Excuse me. I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. Give us an example. Shirley, has your sex life increased since COVID? And if so, how so? No, it hasn't, Steve. It hasn't. It got worse. I answered your question. No, it, it didn't get worse. worse. It's just the same. I do think about COVID more, but yeah, it's the same. When you have it, so what do you mean you, you say you think about? COVID? Y'all wear masks. No. <laughs> yeah. We don't wear masks. Mask and no. face shields. And social distancing. <laughs> and gloves. <laughs> and every 20 seconds, y'all wash each other's hands. Right, exactly. I look the same way inside as I do outside. That's right. When I'm Baby, out. let me ask you something. Got some KY. No, but I got some Perel. We got to oh. go. <laughs> 
coming up at 34 minutes after. Stay woke and vote. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Stay woke, Steve Harvey Nation. You know we take our responsibility to educate you about voting very, very seriously. Remember, there is no off year when it comes to democracy. So attention, Virginia voters. This is in Norfolk, Richmond, and Portsmouth. Time to get out and vote. The big Virginia gubernatorial election is next month. Democrat Terry McAuliffe, 64, is seeking a second term as um, Virginia as Virginia's governor, and his challenger is Republican candidate Glenn Young Youngkin. Youngkin, okay, his name is Glenn Youngkin. He's 54, former private equity executive. He's seeking political office for the very first time. Now, the the crazy thing is, this is a closer than expected race. Virginia voters go to elections.virginia.gov for information on absentee voting. You can go there for voter registration information and for your polling place, okay? We want you guys to get out and vote in Virginia. Also, voters in New Jersey. Your governor's race is less than a month away as well. Jersey's Democratic uh, Governor Phil Murphy is going up against his Republican challenger, Jack Ciaturelli. And uh, we want you to get out and vote. Get out and vote. Okay, Election Shirley, day is November 2nd. Yes. Here's my question. Uh-huh. So I understand this. The Democratic candidate for governor in Virginia is who? His name is Terry McAuliffe. Terry now, McAuliffe. Is, is, this the, is this the one where the Black Caucus... This is, is, but this particular Black Caucus is the Hampton Black Caucus, and this is not the elected legislative Black Caucus. This is just another group, Steve, that has endorsed the Republican candidate. candidate. Yes, sir. So can I ask them to, why would they do that? Does anybody know why this offshoot of Black Caucus, not the real one, this offshoot would support? Well, why am I asking that? I know exactly why. My Hmm. bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like when you see all those blacks placed in the background in, at uh, the Trump rally. At Trump rally. Uh, mm-hmm. When you see them, four of them holding them, some blacks for Trump, you know, A all this here. Listen to me. They placed those people behind, the, everybody behind the president. Ain't no enemies back there. Ain't no different. They placed those people. Those people get, those people go there man I, 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 it's, it's a sad state we it's in it's very man. disappointing the, what the Democrats are doing you know I, I'm not sure in particular about this race in Virginia um, but the Democrats are divided right now they really are divided and well, it's a sad thing it's, it's, it's the thing that together. the Republican Party has done masterfully mm-hmm. yes they mm-hmm. get one Always. running statement and that's what they ride with Mm-hmm. Example. The election was the big stolen. Lie. The big lie. They mm-hmm. all know that's not mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Every Republican judge that they presented the evidence through threw it out and said that's not evidence of widespread voter fraud. They all know. Mm-hmm. But those people, for their power, position, and money, will hold the line. That's yes. what they do. Because the it's Demo- party over everything. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. single thing they stick together on. And meanwhile, the Democrats, I mean, we could be headed so into divided. a recession mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. they don't get 
get this together. But I don't all understand. the Democrats have to do is get one line and hold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We yes, can't get one line and hold. You know why? <laughs> because we got the Democrats that's trying to be more Democrat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We gonna go, we gonna no, go so it. far left. We don't make yeah. no damn sense. Mm-hmm. Dog, ain't nobody finna go way over there now. Yeah, right. Yeah. You got to compromise. There has yeah, to be some kind to. of compromise. You got to yeah. walk Line your ass back towards flop. the middle. Everybody need to walk towards the middle. Yeah. The yeah. left, the extreme left, need to walk towards the middle, and the extreme right need to walk towards moderate. the middle. Cause ain't nobody fitting to do it either one of y'all's way. Y'all right. so far apart that you yes. can't agree on nothing. It's so disappointing. It's disappointing, but we still have to vote. But we still are going to vote vote because we have proven and we we proved to ourselves that it works. Yeah. Go to whenweallvote.org for voting information. Coming up next, the nephew with the prank phone call for today, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, my husband keeps threatening my boyfriend. Mm. All right, wrap right your mind around so. that. <laughs> wrap your mind right around that. So. <laughs> my husband keeps threatening my boyfriend. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But the right dirt. now, <laughs> the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? Too much chicken. Really? Too much chicken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's just too much chicken. Let's go, Kendo. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Jason, please. This is Jason. Hi, Jason. My name is Remy. I'm calling with uh, BPE TMC. How's your day going? I'm doing fine, but what's a BT, whatever that is? BPE TMC, uh, it's an organization. We've been around for the last five years, and we're trying to help different things in the black community. And I wanted to reach out and give you a call and see if you would be on board or help signing a petition that we're going to have uh, going around with BPE TMC, if you don't mind. Okay, what is it about? Well, BPE TMC, uh, uh, Jason, is uh, black people eat too much chicken. And what we're trying to do is cut back the the shortage of chicken. Black people eat too much chicken. Who the hell is this? I'm, my, uh, my name my name is Remy, sir. Okay, what you mean by black people eat too much chicken? We've done a, uh, a, a test study, and we realized, sir, that black people are the ones that are eating too much chicken. And what we want to do is try to cut back, because right now there's a shortage. The Chinese and ask them, they eat all kinds of chicken. Chicken food young, all this shit. Chicken, the white people eat chicken, hell yeah. All this shit, chicken, chicken stir-fried rice with chicken and all this thing. You want to come to me talking about a black person? Eat too much damn chicken? Did you ask the white people? I bet you ain't didn't know with no white folks. I bet you don't go to them. Y'all scared of them. Uh, well, sir, we're gonna, we're gonna get to that. We're starting in the black community. You black people are the ones that seem to buy the most chicken. Man, no chicken. Guess what? I don't eat chicken. And if I did eat some chicken, I'd be cursing. Man, what the? Are you big or something? You, you. Hey, who, how in the y'all got my number in it? Where you get it from? Actually, we're getting numbers from the supermarket, uh, and we're getting a listing of people hey, who buy the most. Supermarket, you get my number in no supermarket, sir. What, right, the, the main thing we're trying to get you to do is cut back on eating chicken. Now, what Man, we want I you to do? I don't eat no chicken, and you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go and eat some chicken, and don't call me with no about eating too much chicken. Don't even call my phone. Do you got that? Hello. Hello, I'm, I'm I'm trying to reach uh, Callaway. Is this Callaway? Yeah, yeah, it's Callaway. Who's this? 
Uh, how you doing? My name is Remy. I'm with BPE TMC. And, uh, who, who, who? My name is Remy, sir. I'm with BPE TMC. What we're doing is we have a petition we're trying to get signed throughout the black community uh, the, of some things that we're trying to actually help out in the black community. Uh-huh. So BPE TMC is actually an organization, and we're trying to actually uh, save some things in the black community. Oh, what's, what's B, what is that? What's that stand for? What the hell is that? BPE, what is that for? Uh, BPE TMC is, is uh, black people eat too much chicken. And what man. we're trying to do is get... Man, you got to be kidding me, man. Who is this, man? This is, this is Remy, sir. We're trying to get you all to actually sign a petition. What's going on is black people are buying too much chicken. Oh, uh, you got to be kidding me with this, man. Is this a white man? Who, the who is this, man? Uh, I am Caucasian, sir, yes. Man, why are you calling me with this? Well, what we're really? trying to do is we're trying to get... How did you get my number, first of all? Uh, actually, we get it, we're getting numbers from supermarkets that are letting us know man, the, you uh, the people that... Man, you get the f*** off my phone with this man. Talk about some eating chicken. Man, you going to make me get out here and smack one of y'all. What the f*** with you? Okay, sir, what we're trying to do is get you guys to cut back on buying chicken. Man, who's you guys? What the f*** you talking about, you guys? Well, the black really? community is... The black community... Not, hey, man, head. you better go on with that We ain't got time for that man. Don't be calling my phone with that man. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Valerie, uh, uh, Val. This is she. How can I help you? Hi, my name is Remy. I'm with uh, BPE TMC. How you doing? I'm doing fine. And you? I'm very well, ma'am. Listen, what we're trying to do is, uh, if I take a little bit of your time, we're trying to actually get a um, survey signed by people in the black community. We're actually trying to help out in the black community. The organization is BPE TMC. And what this is is black what is people that? eat. What, what is that? Uh, that's, that's black people eat too much chicken. So what we're doing is we're trying to get black people uh, do what? Black, say, black say that one more time for me. Black people eat too much chicken. You see, there's been a shortage in chicken. So what we're trying to do is get black there's people to cut back. There's been a shortage in chicken, and you want to do a survey? Well, we want what we want you guys to do is sign a petition that you're not going to eat any more chicken this year. That doesn't even make sense. We just don't eat chicken. You know, we eat beef, we eat steak, we eat fish. I don't see you trying to pull that off the market. Now, why would you uh, want to tell us not to um, to eat chicken and we eat other stuff, too? Where are you okay, getting your deep well, findings from? Because this the, doesn't make the, any the, sense. The test study, ma'am, was over chicken, and it just seems like that. No, who did uh, the test study? Who did this test study? Well, we did, ma'am. We're BPE TMC. And what, 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 after doing the test study, we did realize that the, the, the black people are the ones so that are eating chicken. the test only just directed to black people? I mean, did you use white people? Because white people eat chicken, too. Did you talk about his own diets and stuff? Okay, ma'am. Well, that, that, Did you that, use that, Asians? Uh, what about the Hispanics? Did you use them? Okay, ma'am, listen. What the, the, the bottom line is our first study is black people, and what we're trying to do is get you guys to cut back on eating. No, your study should be everybody. This is some <laughs> Where'd you get my number from? Ma'am, we got, to, we got numbers from the supermarkets of uh, people that you buy large. You didn't get my number from no supermarket because I didn't get my number to no supermarket. This just don't make any damn sense. You calling me, interrupting me about some like this. This is this, well, this is Bottom line, ma'am, you don't cook You don't chicken. tell me, you're me, telling me what the hell I can't eat. You don't lie to mine. You got life and twisted, sir. Yes, you do. Life twisted. Calling somebody, telling them that black people eat too much chicken.
you and your partition. Would you like to hear what the survey is actually saying? No, I don't want to hear what the survey is actually saying, because what you're saying is about a whole bunch of But the survey is saying that this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Valerie, this is nephew Tommy, baby, from the Steve Harvey oh Morning Show. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> I think no, I'm gonna be grilling chicken this weekend. I, I think I'm gonna be grilling chicken about this weekend. You and your petition. Right. <laughs> Call here about some chicken. Too what about the Hispanics? Did you call them white people? She had a United Nations conference on your right. <laughs> call here talking to me about no chicken. beef, we fish, we. Like, we don't see you trying to take that off the list. Wow. Love it, I love it. Yeah. Hey, get ready. The nephew is back on that on that TV set, October 15th, Friday night. Ready to love is back. Washington, D.C. on the Potomac, baby. Come check me out. I am hosting 20 singles that are looking for love. <laughs> Roll with me on my journey as I navigate these, these, these beautiful singles that are looking for love. And, uh, you know, you'll see the 20. We'll start with 20 and it'll dwindle down. Process of elimination. We will see... How many couples remain, and did they truly, truly find love? Because that's what they're looking for. Nine, eight central, all on the net. Open women. Mm-hmm. So do the couples stay together, Tommy? Do you hear back I from them? I got a couple that's hanging on, you know, they, mm-hmm. they do. Some of them start, you know, even after the process, after it's all over, some of them start dating uh, some that they didn't date while the show was oh. going on. So they oh, yeah, it comes back mates. around, so... Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting on my first wedding bells though. I'm still waiting on that. Okay, all right. Okay, that could happen though. It's possible. Uh-huh. It's possible. But y'all gonna love BC. Okay. What, uh, what year did you discover, uh, Tommy, that you were sexy <laughs> and in love? Oh, uh, the day Will Packer called me and gave me this job, I said that's it. That's when you knew then, huh? It hit you. Huh? Good answer. That's a great answer. Ah. How sexy. He said, yeah. All right. Thank you, nephew. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter. My husband keeps threatening my boyfriend. We'll get into that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM. Dot com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. All right? We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know. It could be you. You never know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject, my husband keeps threatening my boyfriend. Hmm. Dear Stephen Shirley, my husband and I have been together for a total of 15 years. I'm 34 and he's 42 and we have one child. He's a police detective and he's fairly short for a man, but women do not care as long as he's in uniform. He's got that Napoleon complex going, so he acts like a, a bad butt and know bad it all <laughs> and know it all around What's your our family and with friends. These letters, Shirley. <laughs> when it comes to him cheating, he's been caught in multiple situations with different women. I am at the point where I want peace and companionship. He won't entertain the subject of divorce, so I've resorted to cheating too. My only problem is that he is crazy and stalkerish, 
and he uses his job to make my life a living hell. He follows me around town and has acted out in public if he sees me talking to other men. I've reconnected with an old friend that moved back to the city recently, and I told him about all the drama with my marriage, and he told me that I was safe with him. I started sneaking around with this man, and eventually we started a sexual relationship. Little did I know, my husband was following me around when I was with the other guy. My boyfriend has been pulled over for not having his car registered in Tennessee, and he's been given a ticket for any tiny crack for for a tiny crack in his windshield. My husband has been harassing him, and there's nothing we can do because he is the law. My boyfriend can't pump gas without my husband being at the gas station watching him. I am afraid something terrible is going to happen because my boyfriend says he wants to catch my husband off duty so he can beat his behind. I didn't mean for this to be so messy, but my husband will not rest until he's run my new man off. How can I stop this madness before someone gets hurt? Um, Well, first of all, you got to get a divorce. I mean, you have to get a divorce. What what is the point in sneaking around with some other man when you're when your husband has all of this at his disposal like the law? You got to stop seeing your new boo until you're free and clear legally. Uh the man you're married to, you said it in your letter, he's crazy, not to mention stalkerish. Uh quite frankly, he does scare me with what he's doing to your man. He's harassing your man just because he can. I say get away from him. Uh, He sounds like he's just waiting for the right moment to pin something on your boyfriend. This is not a game. I mean, you know, something terrible can happen. It can happen. So I I just think you or your your boyfriend shouldn't even mess with the police. Your boyfriend's talking about catching him off duty. Don't even do that. I mean, we've seen too many incidents go wrong. Different circumstances, of course, but don't give your husband a reason to literally and figuratively pull the trigger. I mean, you need to get a lawyer. You need to handle this. Get your divorce then consider moving on after, you know, then consider moving on with this new guy. Steve? I don't know how to really address this letter. First of all, great job, Shirley. I agree with what you're saying. Um, this is going to lead to, you know, I'll, when I disagree with you, I'll say that too, but I, I don't very rarely. I, me and you have very rarely totally disagree on letters. And so when you have covered the bases, I have to give credit where credit is due. So I'm going to have to take a different approach to this letter because basically you stole my answer. Oh, so <laughs> you're in my head, and you know, being uh, the talent that I am, oh. <laughs> I have found a way to do this letter oh, in a different way and make it about what it is. So listen carefully as I read this letter, dear Steve, Shirley, and Tommy. My husband and I have been together for a total of 15 years. I'm 34, he's 42, we have one child. He's a police detective and he's fairly short for a man. I was like, why is Tommy in it? You just explained it. Okay. Well, you know, Go on. you got to. That's the talent. You got to, you know. And I, and I know he stepped away for a moment, so this is going to give me a free run without anybody talking. Do you, do you. Dear Shirley, Steve, and Tommy, mm-hmm. he's fairly short for a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
women do not care as long as he's in uniform. He's gotten the Napoleon complex. I think we've all seen that before. I think mm. we've all been bitten by that Napoleon complex on this show. So. Oh, this show on the regular. Yeah, on regular, but especially on this here damn show. And I'm so glad he just walked off the Zoom camera because I can do like I want to without going, hey, man, this ain't about me. It is. It is. The whole damn letter's about you. Matter of fact, the whole time he was talking, I just saw him coming up with the exception of cheating. When it comes to him cheating, he's been caught in multiple situations with different women. Tommy used to be in all them situations. <laughs> on the radio. He used to be in all these situations. I'm at the point where I want peace and uh, companionship, and he won't entertain the subject of divorce. So I resorted to cheating too. Now this is where the letter turns. This is where you learn that two wrongs don't make a right. Two wrongs can't make a right. Ain't no revenge. Ain't no getting even. Ain't, ain't no such thing. It's a disaster. Uh, my only problem is that he's crazy and star Christian. He uses his job to make my life live in hell. He follows me around town and acting out in public. So he, she reconnected with this man, and little did she know that her husband has been following her and the man around town. And my boyfriend's been pulled over for not having his car registered in Tennessee. First of all, your letter, my husband keeps threatening my boyfriend. Just, just start there. All right, hold on, Steve. When I come uh, we'll, back, yeah. Well, I'm really excited about this letter. All right, we'll be back in 23 minutes after my husband keeps threatening my boyfriend. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject: My husband keeps threatening my boyfriend. This is a weird letter. Yeah, it is. Tommy, back to the bathroom. On the What's tour. up? Well. Uh, I was reading this letter, man, and, you know, my husband keeps threatening my boyfriend, what the letter is, and the the letter starts off, Dear Steve and Shirley, after reading the letter, I thought it would be best to make it more inclusive, and so I started the letter by saying, Dear Steve, Shirley, and Tommy, and, you know, as I started... Well, you know, I didn't want to, you know, nobody feel left out. And, you know, a lot of times when you answer these strawberry letters, you want to use your expertise, you know, to, to get these letters across. You know, experience, man. What you don't want to do is just be buying off advice and stuff and people don't know. And so I was reading the letter. So here's how the letter started. Dear Steve, Shirley, and Tommy, my husband and I have been together for a total of 15 years. I'm 34. He's 42. We have one child. He's a police detective. And he's fairly short for a man. Oh. I, I just threw that in. I, I didn't want, you know, I, I just thought, why would you not? You know, why did even write that? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why she wrote that. But women don't care, though. See, this is what's uplifting for you. Yeah. Women don't care as long as he's in uniform. You know, like you wear a uniform on, uh, ready for love. <laughs> and, and then she said, he's got that Napoleon complex going, so he act like a badass and a know-it-all around our family and friends. Now, he Whoa. cheats on her. Now, this is where we, I took you out the letter. He cheats on her, and he's been caught in multiple situations. Now, in your prior life, that was you, you know, when you dated Big Honey Nim, Slab, uh, Baby Black. The hippie dude, the cuties. Honey dude, you know, and all them kiwi, you know, corn fed. You know, all corn fed? Yeah. <laughs> and all it was, but I'm at the point where I want peace and relationship. 
but he won't entertain the voice. The only problem is he's crazy and he's talking. So she started seeing a, a man that she connected with, an old friend on Facebook. Then they, then she decided since she he won't entertain the voice, she just started cheating too. So now she's having an affair with this man. Now the husband, who's a police officer, used his position to harass the man, pull him over, give him all types of tickets. Every time she see him running, cracks in the windshield, red like. Now, the boyfriend, the subject of the letter, my husband keep threatening my boyfriend. The boyfriend done got pulled over so many times, he tired of him. He said he want to catch him off duty. He going to beat his ass. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So now, mm-hmm. I'm afraid something terrible is going to happen because my boyfriend said he want to catch my husband and beat his ass. I didn't mean for this to be so messy, but my husband will not rest until he's run my new man off. How can I stop this madness before someone gets hurt? Shirley gave a wonderful answer, so I can't add nothing. First of all, this letter's stupid. Y'all <laughs> yeah. need a damn divorce. He won't entertain a divorce. Don't mean you can't file. He ain't got to sign or agree. You just go on down there and start the process. But since you're not, here's the best thing I have come up with is you got to start like he's following this man around, threatening him, and he got this Napoleon complex. You got to give him something else to think about. Here's some suggestions I have. You got to start doing things to aggravate him. Like, have Tiny Holmes call him and see if he's interested in it. <laughs> Being a new home buyer, I hate you. <laughs> you know, you I think people fit in Tiny Homes. I don't like this angle. See, you like gotta, what angle. you do with shout people is give them stuff to worry about. Now he, have just Tiny Homes call him and see if he's interested in one. You know, uh, you can call, uh, you know, they got that TV show, reality show, and tell them they're trying to recast little people of Atlanta and see if he want to, you know, if he want to roll in there, you know, why he following everybody around. You got to start aggravating his little ass with information like that. You know, uh, like had the people, uh, the uh, ad agency call his house and, and tell him that Toys of Us is going to have a comeback campaign and would he like to be the poster child. And, you know, just... He's not a child. But he, but he, but he's same size as one. <laughs> what you want to do is extenuate the size, you know, ask him to have some people reach out. Same, uh, you know, you know, uh, marketing agents. Ask him if he want to be a baby gap model. You know, it's things like this. You know. <laughs> and just start so working stupid. on it. You know, like, you, know, you know, send a free swing set to his house. <laughs> you know, it's just stuff you can do. What the hell is all this here for? You know, you could have him, you know, like go down there and see if he want to be in a car seat commercial. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a lot of things you could do to Big aggravate short ass people. <laughs> You're a grown-ass man as if he want to be in a car seat commercial. You're going to piss him off. I'm going to tell you that right now. In a car seat commercial? A car seat commercial. You know, and then he'll police officer and tell him, y'all want to do a reality show now. He want to start it. We're going to call it Tiny Cops. And you <laughs> have his ass. <laughs> he's going to start the show. Stupid. You know. <laughs> and then they're doing a new movie. They're going they going to do a remake of White Men Can't Jump, but Sharp Men Can't either. And just, and just do a series of things. I'm stuck on Tiny Cops. You like Tiny Cops. I we love gotta, that. Yeah. It's a new reality show. 
and asking him, That's, this is just things you can do. I aggravate his ass. <laughs> Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter, Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Sports Talk with Junior at 46 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for Junior and Sports Talk. Junior, what you got? Take it away. Okay, Cheryl, you know, a couple weeks ago we talked about it. Some of the NBA players who don't want to be vaccinated, well, somebody that turned around their whole, they whole thought process. And uh, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins mm. changed his mind. He didn't get vaccinated. Uh, take a listen to what he said. He is right here. The only option was to get vaccinated or not play in the NBA. <laughs> um, it was a tough decision. Hopefully, you know, it works out in the long run and ten years, I'm so healthy. <laughs> it feels good to, to play, but you know, getting vaccinated, that's gonna be something that, you know, stays in my mind for a long time. Um, something I wanted to do, but unfortunately. He, he really he said he, he just hoped that it works out for him. He hoped he's still healthy in ten years. He's twenty six years old. He said he, in ten years he hope he, he hoped I think he's still he was healthy. Really hoping hoping that his ass wouldn't be broke this year. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Up. His whole tone didn't change. Now, you know, I, I think one thing about it, too, is that you got to understand that the, the Department of San Francisco Health, they mandated, not the Warriors, they mandated that anybody over 12 in public figures, if you want to play in this stadium, you have to be vaccinated. That's just the rule. It's not like the Warriors said, hey, get vaccinated or you can't play. No, the city of San Francisco, where you work at, said you have to be vaccinated so you can play. Now, I don't know where where. <laughs> That's it. I don't know what Kyrie Irving at now, but it, I think he gonna have a awakening moment as well. But he's he's in. He played for Brooklyn Nets. They mandated New York that you have to be mandated to play. But you know yeah. now, Kyrie Junior is is a little ignorant. Yeah. 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 yeah Kyrie yeah. ain't yeah. Kyrie. Oof. <laughs> it take a lot of work. <laughs> it take a lot of work. What Kyrie finna do? Two hundred hundred making headlines. Yeah, it's a lot of money, guys. It's a lot of money, man, for a game that you lose it. Like, you gave who is that figure he make a game on? Kyrie, Kyrie makes four hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars per game. Per game. Per game. Now you take like that out, four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars times forty-one home games. That's a lot. That's of a lot money. of money. That's the lottery. That's a, but now, That's the lottery. what team? That's what, that what team is gonna pay you that much money if you only play half the games? This is a business, yeah. man. Nobody's going to do that. No. And if and if you and if you are pl- you don't play any home games, ain't nobody finna do that with you, man. Now, they're going to trade you to a team that don't have that, mm-hmm. that want an exceptional talent like Tyree, and they're going to get somebody else up in here. Anybody finna do that with you? What do they think the vaccine is going to do to them? What? Sure. I, I have no idea. I don't know. Now, if you're doing some research, we've been in this thing for about half a year and a half. How much research do you need? Don't well, I want I, this to be over? Here's the research Kyrie need to know. If you miss 86 games, you're going to miss $36 million. Whoa. All right. We'll be back Get with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, we have some CLO questions that came in a little late. This one is from Makiba in California for the Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. 
Makeba says, I'm a 61-year-old married woman. My husband filed for divorce several years ago, and the papers are still on the living room table. I'm not giving him a divorce because he's been cheating on me for years. If I let him go, he'll be happily involved with his girlfriend, and I'll have to start over at my age. Although we don't have sex, he's my best friend, my business partner, and my world. I know if he truly wanted to go, he would. He would have left me by now. Am I being foolish for holding on to him this way? Absolutely. That's ugly. It's uh-huh. absolutely, it's been over. And a lot of this is in your mind. Mm. He's your best friend. If you give him the divorce, he gonna run off happily with his girlfriend. But he still got the girlfriend. The mm-hmm. papers is on the table. He filed for divorce. It's over. He's your best friend in your mind. He has a new best friend. Y'all don't have sex. This is sad. I'm sorry, marriage. This is sad. But go do your life. What you have left that you're holding on to is nothing. If y'all still got a business and all that, you'll still have the business. Or just sue him and and let him send you the money for the business. Mm -hmm. Go live your life. Go travel. Get, Get a new group of friends. Go join some groups. But this is over. Mm. I'm sorry. He's cheated on you. He still is. And you won't give him divorce because he'll run off with his girlfriend. Yeah. Lady, he's gone now. Right. You can't make him. She said her grandmother told her, don't let a man have to tell you twice he don't want you. Mm-hmm. Just He don't he don't want yeah. you. Yeah. And yeah. you just go and get to not wanting him. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. One time is enough. Yeah. You gonna yeah, hear this now. How many times you gotta look at this divorce paper on this table? I'm, yeah. I'm signing something, dog. Here, get this paper off this damn table. Company coming over. <laughs> People find love at all ages. You know, she's yeah. 61. All right, here we go. T in Montgomery says, I'm in a long distance relationship with a great man, and we see each other on Tuesdays and Wednesdays every week. He sends sweet texts all day, and we talk during the week, at, during the day at work. But he doesn't have an iPhone, so he can't FaceTime me. We can't FaceTime each other. He drives to visit me on Tuesdays, and he spends the night, but he leaves his phone in the car. I've asked to visit him, and he said his house is not in order yet. I have suspicions that he might be married, but he's you denied think? it over and over. How can You're I find right. out? But he's yeah. what over and over, Shirley? He's denied it over and over that he's married when she asked. Okay, lady, just let, let's, let me say some common sense stuff to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's married or not, but let's just do some math here. You see him every Tuesday and Wednesday. That's mm-hmm. middle of the week. There ain't no big days. Mm-hmm. Weekends is big days. Yeah. <laughs> Time off. Family church. Yeah. Barbecues. <laughs> games. Yeah. He's not, you get him on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. He leaves his phone in the car. Mm. He don't have an iPhone, so you can't FaceTime. How old is he? <laughs> she doesn't say. <laughs> How old is he? Yeah. You can't FaceTime. How old is he? <laughs> he leaves his phone in the car on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That way she can't call him, and he ain't got to answer her. Yeah, and she knows. Lady, Denial, on. man. She knows the Denial, deal. Yeah. yeah, she knows yeah. what's up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no weekends. You get Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
with a trash damn days of the week. Tuesday and Wednesday. It's middle hump of the week. Day man, and... the hump day ain't nothing, man. We still got two more to go. But, right, yeah. right. <laughs> if the roles was reversed, uh, wouldn't you take Tuesday and Wednesday? Men gonna take Tuesdays and Wednesdays if the roles was reversed. What you mean, Jimmy? What do you mean? Like, yeah. Like if a woman said you get Tuesday and Wednesday, all right, take them two days. I'll be, be there. Why? So you can be free on the weekend? Yeah. Well, no, no, just a woman. You know, she's saying, hey, your days is Tuesday with Men don't give a damn what day it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, this story's still trending, guys. Folks are, are just still talking about Monday's outage of Facebook as well as Instagram and WhatsApp platforms. They went offline for hours. Facebook has explained what caused uh, the six-hour outage outage to its platforms in a blog post. The social media giant says configuration changes to its routers led to a disruption of network traffic that had an impact on how its data centers communicate. The outage cost the company $70 million. Wow. So, yeah, that's a lot. So, so guys, did the outage help you come to realize that uh, you really depend on these apps? Can someone say addicted? A lot of people were saying Can I tell they you realized something? how addicted. I didn't know it was out. I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, I didn't know it was out. <laughs> Where was it out? Monday. <laughs> yeah, Monday. It was out mm. Monday for a long mid-morning, time. Mid-morning, yeah, mid-morning to afternoon. Mid-morning yeah. to afternoon? Yeah. 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 We working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was already, yeah. I mean, wide working, open. But, but you be on your phone and you notice, you know, Instagram is out or Facebook yeah. is out. Yeah. It was I open. never, uh, wait, hold Well, on. at least you're hold not on. addicted because a lot of people oh. were, were finding out how much they needed that. You now, know? I heard two young people that work for me say that, but I didn't know what they was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook is out. Instagram is out. Oh my God. Panic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, they get the sure. shakes. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put your phone I, down sometimes. Huh? I know. Facebook right. down. Facebook down. We'll have more. <laughs> we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Stay woke, Steve Harvey Nation. You know we take our responsibility to educate you about voting very, very seriously. Remember, there is no off year when it comes to democracy. So attention, Virginia voters. This is in Norfolk, Richmond, and Portsmouth. Time to get out and vote. The big Virginia gubernatorial election is next month. Democrat Terry McAuliffe, 64, is seeking a second term as um, Virginia, as Virginia's governor, and his challenger is Republican candidate Glenn Young, Youngkin. Youngkin, okay, his name is Glenn Youngkin. He's 54, former private equity executive. He's seeking political office for the very first time. Now, the, the crazy thing is, this is a closer-than-expected race. Virginia voters go to elections.virginia.gov for information on absentee voting. You can go there for voter registration information and for your polling place, okay? We want you guys to get out and vote in Virginia. Also, voters in New Jersey. Your governor's race is less than a month away as well. Jersey's Democratic uh, Governor Phil Murphy is going up against his Republican challenger, Jack Ciaturelli. And uh, we want you to get out and vote. Get out and vote. Okay, Election Shirley, day is November 2nd. Yes. Here's my question. Uh-huh. So I understand this. The Democratic candidate for governor in Virginia is who? 
His name is Terry McAuliffe. Now, Terry is, is this the is this the one where the Black Caucus? This is, is but this particular Black Caucus is the Hampton Black Caucus, and this is not the elected legislative Black Caucus. This is just another group, Steve, that has endorsed the Republican, Republican candidate. candidate. Yes, sir. So you can I correct. ask them to? Let, why would they do that? Does anybody know? Why this know. offshoot that, of Black Caucus, not the real one, this offshoot of would support? Well, why am I asking that? I know exactly why. My hmm. bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like when you see all those blacks placed in the background in, at uh, the Trump rally. At Trump rally. Uh, mm -hmm. When you see them, four of them holding them, some blacks for Trump, you know, A all this here. Listen to me. They placed those people behind the everybody behind the president. Ain't no enemies back there. Ain't no different. They placed those people. Those people get those people go there, man. I, I, I it's it's a sad state we it's in. It's very man. disappointing the, what the Democrats are doing. You know, I, I'm not sure in particular about this race in Virginia, um, but the Democrats are divided right now. They really are divided. And well, it's a sad thing. It's 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 we the thing that together. the Republican Party has done masterfully. Yes, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. get one Always. running statement, and that's what they ride with. Mm -hmm. Example: the election was the stolen. Big the big lie. They mm -hmm. all know that's not mm -hmm. true. Coming up, it is our last break of the day, and at forty-nine minutes after, we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only our fearless leader, Steve Harvey. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, our last break of the day. We always come to this point at some part of the day, every day, don't we? Yes, this my is dear. It. Mm -hmm. it's, yes, and I love Pump it. Day. Too. Hey, man, you know, you know how people say being a grandparent is everything. Uh -huh. You know, it's the most wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm at that age where I got friends that's grandparents, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So my dude, I texted him a few days ago. He live in Cleveland. I texted my boy a few days ago. He ain't called, he ain't text me back. He all normally, you know, within 30 minutes, an hour or something, text me back. He said, man, sorry I'm just not getting back to you. He said, I was babysitting my grandson. He said, this little blankety blank then hid my cell phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, he said, for two days, I can't find my cell phone. He said, so everybody looking for it. He said, so finally, I I just decided, let me play a game with my grandson, see if he know where it is. He said, hey, if you show me where my cell phone is, Grandpa going to give you some candy. He, mm -hmm. he said, he walked his little ass right over there <laughs> and pulled that cell phone out the back of that sofa. He said, man, I want to kill <laughs> Go, Papa. Oh man, I was hollered laughing, man. <laughs> For two days, he didn't miss everything. Oh man, oh man, oh That's man. That's funny. Oh, um, these kids, man. How's it going with you, Papa? Uh, yesterday, kids? I played a game of golf. Yesterday. Oh. Okay. And uh, I, I, I'm, I don't, I only want to brag about this because it was. Uh, for anybody that golfs, man, they know what I'm about to say. I just had the game of my life. Oh, wow. I, I don't even know if that's repeatable, what I did the other day on the golf course. 
Now, people who play, I just want you to know, we play one mulligan on each side. Front nine, you get a mulligan. That means one do-over. And on the back nine, you get a mulligan. You get one do-over. So that's how we play. Don't mm-hmm. you know? We don't. We're not professionals and all that. So that's how we play. I know you don't do that when you play because you world tour, but your ass don't play on Sundays either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with my mulligan on the front and my mulligan on the back, and I use both of them, Steve Harvey on film shot a 74. Oh, oh the my okay. God. That's big. Oh. Is that big? Yeah. Let me tell you Compare how big it was. Compare that to something that people Look that don't face. know golf this would understand. This was the quietest I've uh-huh. ever been on a golf course. Uh-huh. I, I wasn't even talking. I couldn't believe what was happening. Wow. But I'm, I'm just saying, Steve, compare that, um, your your number and everything, to, you know, to other people who don't know how to play golf. Something that they can really understand. You see like, Kobe. Or Jordan score 60, or Steph Curry score 60. Uh-huh. In a game, in one game. Uh-huh. In a That's what that game. is for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is actually my Kobe's 81. That's how cold it was. Uh-huh. Oh, this 81 uh-huh. points in a game. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. Kobe hit 81. Yeah, against Toronto. Yeah. I, 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 that's my 81 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell the listeners when you screenshot your score? sheet in the text that you text us yeah mm-hmm. I, I didn't you know y'all need to see stuff like this because you were bragging you said you, you were bragging, bragging yeah you, you stunned it when you we, sent us yeah. the text uh-huh. i sent it because caption? tommy golfs uh-huh. see i actually was just wanted to send it to tommy and kill mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all could give a damn about that sheet of paper <laughs> yeah, y'all, like, what y'all is he i'm turning my phone around what is this what is y'all really know why these signatures and i got four signatures on it because i played with uh, the the golf pro at the uh, at the golf resort. I played with an 18 year old kid that's turning pro. Wow, 18 already. Mm-hmm. You little play dude with named, named Lucky. Hold up, dog. Yeah, you this... about to say you play with somebody named Lucky. Dog, this dude shot nine under. Still don't know what that means. Okay, what just trust me. Everybody out there golf going what? Yeah. yeah, he shot nine under. He's turning wow. pro. And then yeah. I played with Blue Cold Quit, my frat brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoop! Whoop! <laughs> the thrashing was unreal, and he was there. He saw it. He he had to sit through it. Uh he's man. I ain't never seen you play like this. Well, man, me either. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, he kept saying, "You ain't. You can't do that two in a row. Or you ain't ever did it. So what? Why? <laughs> she talk, talking. Talking to me ain't really good. Oh, I ain't never is. seen you play like this. Me." Either. <laughs> I bet you won't do this tomorrow. I bet you won't either. Yeah. <laughs> but please know the scorecard will be there again today. Yeah. The trash talking. The trash yeah. Talking. By so what hole, amazing. Unc, did you knew something was happening? By what hole was you on? The second hole, I birdied the first two holes. I've never done that in my life. I've had two birdies in one round once before, but yesterday I had four birdies. Mm-hmm. Why don't you read the caption on air of what you said? Yeah, come on, big dog. How about your big news on the golf course? Well, I hear this as soon as I open my phone. Let me see. He sent this to us. This is what he sent to Everybody listening, this is what Steve Harvey texted us yesterday. I sent the scorecard that was signed by the uh, three other people. And on the bottom of the scorecard, my caption was 
Words cannot explain mm-hmm. the pure blanking joy <laughs> I had yesterday. <laughs> and the entire round is yeah. on video. Oh, man. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. If I ever do this again, you will hear about it. God is good. Yeah. Talk to God today. He loved to hear from you. Love you. We'll see y'all tomorrow, man. <laughs> Bobby shot us at the phone, baby. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 